You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. I'm no stranger to offensive emails. I mean, getting them, not sending them. No stranger to uh, aggressive messaging on social media or indeed obscene messages on social media. When you put yourself out there explaining to people that when we use our minds normally, we're really just going around in circles and we can't change our lives. That news to some people is such an affront that their immediate, normal, crazy reaction is to rebel. And they're not going to rebel against themselves. Nobody blames themselves. Deep down, we might, but nobody actually wants to admit it. They'll blame someone else and they shoot the messenger. I got such an email last week from somebody who was replying to my Thursday morning video. Now, I don't know if you watched my video last Thursday morning. I don't know if you get my video each Thursday morning. There's nearly 750 of them at this stage, stretching all the way back to late 2008. If you don't receive that in your inbox every Thursday, just go on my website, willie-horton.com, and go to the tab that says change your life because that's what I'm all about and we'll talk about that I think in a couple of weeks time how I've changed my life but go to the tab that says change your life and sign up all you have to do is put in your email address nothing else and you will get my Thursday morning offering and indeed immediate access to all the other Thursday morning offerings going all the way back to 2008. But anyway, last Thursday's video was about a client of mine. He happens to be an online program owner as well. So I know him pretty well at this stage, who got his dream job having sailed through an interview during the course of which he just, I suppose, to use an ordinary everyday expression, through caution to the wind. He said he couldn't give a damn, or he said he couldn't care less. Now, that isn't what he actually meant. What he meant was that he didn't go into the interview worried, second-guessing himself, self-doubting, checking to see if he was making the right impression. He didn't go into the interview craving the job. He didn't go into the interview having even decided that that was the job for him. He just went along and, to quote him, but also to quote science, he went with the flow. In other words, he was just there. He was just present. He was in the correct state of mind, the right state of mind. He was simply there and present. I got an offensive email from somebody afterwards, and she said, you're speaking rubbish. She didn't quite say that, but there you are. You're you're talking rubbish, she said. Not giving a damn. No, we have to take responsibility. That's what's key in this life. You have to give a damn. Now, she missed the point completely because she talked about taking responsibility. That is what this episode of this podcast is about today, taking responsibility. But taking responsibility for the only thing for which you can take responsibility in your life. 
hold that thought. And let me come back to my last Thursday's video for just a moment, because I want to re-emphasize the point that this guy wasn't all uptight about getting the job. He wasn't all uptight about performing well. He wasn't all uptight full stop. He just went along and did his thing. And as we've said before, and as I will no doubt say many times again during the course of these episodes, when we just do our thing, when we get out of our own way, when we park our thinking mind, when we put down our baggage that burdens us, when we actually do that, our being mind, who we really are, our doing mind, which simply does without giving what we need to do a second thought, just enables us to do exactly what we need to do, say exactly what we need to say, in the best possible way, effortlessly, because the effort, the struggle, that we normally experience when we're using our minds normally in everyday life. The effort and the struggle comes from trying to wade through the thoughts that are saying to us, I need that job, I must have that job, or I'm shy and how am I making the right impression, or you know, all the other self-limiting beliefs and inhibiting beliefs that everybody using their minds normally is plagued by. So that's what I meant by not giving a damn. And that is actually what I want to talk about in this conversation today. I want to talk about not having a care in the world. It's simply another way of putting the same thing, that's all. What I did not say in last Thursday's video was that you go around not giving a crap about anything or anybody. To interpret it that way would be to miss the point completely. What I was talking about was not having a care in the world. Pause for a moment and reflect on the extent to which your life is carefree. Could you possibly say that day in, day out, you are free from worry, free from anxiety, free from the so-called cares of the world. Could you say that you are just sailing, I used the word earlier on, I'll use it again, effortlessly through your day? Most people will answer, obviously, no to all those questions for the simple reason that people go around with the cares of the world on their shoulders. It's either the care of whether the, this war will take place or whether that virus will kill us all or you know whatever the topic of the day being pushed by the mainstream media, never mind the conspiracy of the theorists. Our minds are being plagued with external cares. But even if your mind was not plagued by external cares, even if you stopped, for example, listening to the news or using social media. Now, hold on a minute. I need to qualify that because if you stopped using social media, you wouldn't see me on Facebook Live every Tuesday. And by the way, just as an aside, if you don't join me on Facebook Live on a Tuesday, I've been on Facebook Live on Tuesdays for oh, nearly two and a half years at this stage, and all of my Facebook Lives, the previous ones, are on my website. Again, go to willie-horton.com and click the Live tab. 
That's the second time I've told you to go to that website. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Everything that I've mentioned is completely free, obviously, including this particular podcast. But if you were to cut yourself off from mainstream media and social media and all that stuff, it's going to say all that good stuff, but all that bad stuff, you would find yourself in a clearer state of mind. For starters, you would have turned down the external noise and you know i think that's actually quite important an awful lot of people or or perhaps most people with whom i've worked over the last 26 years have eventually got to the point where they say to themselves well i'm not listening to the crap anymore yes some of them might need to keep an ear open to the business news for example or whatever news might impact the lives that they are living their personal lives we're not talking about global peace or global whatever their personal lives so in other words they'll keep in touch with stuff that they need to know but they will not allow themselves to be overwhelmed by the noise that is generated by modern media of one ilk or another But where are you even to turn off all of that external noise? You will discover that you still have the cares of the world on your shoulder. They might be slightly different cares. They might feel even heavier as a result of your beginning to understand that the cares that you would then be paying attention to are your own cares or the cares of those you love or the cares that you think you have. Let me clarify that. We have 70,000 thoughts going through our heads every day. Consider going into work and sitting down in an office with, say, another nine people. That's 700,000 useless thoughts whizzing around that particular office or factory or wherever it happens to be every single day. That's all internal noise. Now, one's internal noise is outpictured into their lives through their bad behavior, <laughs> through their reaction. They're, as we know from previous conversations, when we are listening to the noise in our own heads, as we are all the time when we're using our minds normally on autopilot, when we're listening to that noise in our heads all the time, with, it distances us from the reality of the moment. We don't know what's going on. And as a result of that, we react to what we think is going on. So we're always going to behave badly. We're always going to behave inappropriately. We're always going to fire off offensive and aggressive emails and social media messages because we don't know what's going on. And we are in this hyperactive, anxious mode all the time because that is the way our mind evolved. Our mind evolved to be anxious. Because if we weren't anxious, we might spot the threats to our own life. You know, the man and woman eating tigers of yore. But say you were on your own. So now we only have 70,000 thoughts, not 700,000 thoughts. Stanford did an experiment, oh, it must be 40 years ago at this stage, where they locked up people in uh, solitary confinement uh, to see what impact it might have on them. Now, I'm not talking about the Stanford prison experiment, that infamous experiment. That's not what I'm talking about. That's an entirely different thing. I'm talking about a piece of research where researchers actually monitored what was going on in people's minds while they were actually locked away from all distraction. And what they discovered was that after 11 or 12, we're at a push 13 hours, 
people actually degenerated into negatively minded gibbering idiots. Now, obviously, the research didn't say it quite like that. They put a scientific gloss on it, but that's effectively what the finding was. Why? Because without any other distraction, we will allow ourselves to be distracted by the rubbish in our own heads. And rubbish it is. Because, for example, here we are in 2022. If I am listening to the rubbish in my own head, I'm listening to the same regurgitated rubbish that has been in my own head since 1958, 59, and 1960. And i push 1961 and 62. It's irrelevant rubbish. Actually, no, it's much worse than that. Because first of all, it's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with the time and place in which I now find myself. But more importantly, this is the source of my self-limiting beliefs. This is the source of my self-doubt. This is the source of my own very personal anxiety about me. This is, in effect, the source of the weight of the world that I have on my shoulders. This is the source of all the cares and worries that I carry around with me. And that is why you cannot answer yes to the questions that I asked earlier on. Are you living a carefree life? Do you not have a care in the world? Now, the really interesting thing is that I've been doing this for 26 years. That's not the really interesting thing. In doing it for 26 years, the really interesting thing that I've discovered is that every individual with whom I work is on the one hand different, and on the other hand, there is a similarity running through every conversation I have had with probably thousands of people at this stage over the last 26 years. And that is that people are looking for carefreeness. Now, I'm not even sure that if that's a word, but they end up telling me, actually, what I want is peace of mind. Now, now, think about wanting peace of mind in comparison to what I've just said in relation to the noise in your own head. If you're using your mind normally, peace of mind is not on the menu at all. You're never, ever, ever going to experience peace of mind, except under general anaesthetic. Now you might say to yourself, what under general anaesthetic? Now, there's research that shows you will experience absolute peace of mind under general anaesthetic. It's no use to you because you are under general anaesthetic. But on the other hand, 96% of people on this planet are anaesthetized by their own thoughts. They might as well be under general anaesthetic of a different type. Now, using your mind normally, you're going to be hoodwinked into thinking that you have all these thoughts. You're going to be manipulated by your own thoughts, believe it or not, into thinking the worst of yourself. You're going to be manipulated, again, by your own thoughts into worrying about all kinds of things that will probably never happen. You know, it's an old Irish expression. It may well be a global expression for all I know. You know, don't worry about it. It might never happen. And yes, and yes, we're weighed down by these cares and worries. And even though some of the cares and worries we have now might appear to be related to something that's actually going on now or something that could potentially happen in the future, that's not how your thinking normal mind actually evaluates the worries and cares and, and possibilities that are, I was going to say before your very eyes, but they're rattling around between your two ears. No, anything 
for example, new that you think might be going on in your life now, the subconscious mind evaluates it by categorizing it into something that you worried about when you were three or four years old. So you're not even worrying about what you think you're worrying about. It's crazy, crazy stuff. And yet, and yet, people keep saying to me, what I actually want is peace of mind. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about states of mind. We've been talking about, I suppose, emotional states. Now, now that is what cognitive psychology calls it. But as a practicing psychologist uh, and knowing how the mind works from a cognitive perspective, I actually only think there are two real emotions. One is love. When you fall in love, I mean, when you really fall in love, not talking about lust or any of that kind of stuff. When you really fall in love, you simply can't help it. It isn't even something that you're thinking about. It's like being hit by a bus. You just are. It just happens. That is what I would call a primal emotion. It, it, it often doesn't last, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. Bear with me because I'm talking about emotions for a moment. The other only primal emotion we have is fear. And I mean primal fear. I'll come on to ordinary everyday fear in a couple of minutes. The only other primal emotion we have is fear. In other words, I'm confronted by that man or woman eating tiger. Or my foot, my stiletto heel, is caught in the railway tracks on a level crossing and there is a high-speed train coming at me primal fear or I, I've tripped and I've fallen in the middle of the road and there is a 40-foot truck coming straight at me primal fear but other than that primal love and primal fear there are no emotions you know people say oh you're getting emotional or you know I, I'm feeling lonely I'm feeling emotional about feeling lonely or I'm feeling lost and I'm feeling emotional about that no you're thinking about it let's deal with the loneliness one for just a moment you know I, I was talking to one particular client I recollect the conversation many years ago because it was one of these conversations this lady didn't actually resort to social media or email to be offensive she did it to my face because her her, her husband had left her after a number of years having decided that she was bad for his health I, I mean that genuinely the fact that he'd just been on one of my workshops was what caused offense but anyway the point she was making was that she was now lonely and I asked her how are you lonely she said I, I sat down last night with a glass of wine which is never a good thing by the way if you're feeling a little down because alcohol is a depressant and, and of course by the way if you're feeling down you only think you're feeling down but we, we could go around in circles on that one forever anyway she said I sat down for a couple of hours with a glass of wine or two and she said, I took out all the Valentine's cards. Actually, this is appropriate, isn't it? Because it's the week of Valentine's Day. She took out all the Valentine cards that her husband had sent her over the years, including when they were dating in the first place. And she said, I sat there and I felt so lonely. No, she didn't feel so lonely. She was alone but she was thinking about how it felt to be alone, and that created this emotion of loneliness. I mentioned the distinction between primal fear a minute ago and ordinary everyday fear, which doesn't actually exist. 
An awful lot of people are afraid, oh, I couldn't say that. I'd be afraid to say that. They might take offence. Or I'd be afraid to say that. What would people think of me? That's just a simple everyday example of fear. That's not fear. That's you thinking about how other people will think of you when you say what you know probably in your heart and soul you should say but you've stopped yourself by thinking about it and you think that you would be afraid to say it. That's not fear, that's thought. The real point I'm making here is that every single negative sensitivity that you have, every single thing that gives rise to a care in your life, a care in your world, is as a result of your own 70,000 thoughts your resident evil in your own head. That's the best way I can actually put it. This resident evil will take whatever is actually going on today, put it through your cognitive sausage machine, using stuff, as I said, in my case, that I learned in the late 1950s or early 1960s, and use that thought process to enable me not just understand what's going on today, but understand what I should be thinking about what I think is going on today. Utter, utter madness. The cares that you have in the world are entirely of your own creation. And I actually mean that, entirely. Now, I know you'll say to me straight away, but hold on, I have this challenge, I have that challenge, I'm being confronted by this, that or the other. I have these apparently insurmountable obstacles. Apparently is the key word in that sentence, by the way, because you only think they're insurmountable. Yes, life has its ups and downs. Life, everyday life has its challenges, small, medium and large. But which is easier? To deal with the challenge, to face it head on, to do what you know you need to do without being afraid as to the consequences of doing it or what somebody else might think of you as a result of your doing it or even saying something, which is easier, just doing it as Nike say, or thinking about doing it and stopping yourself doing it, then getting annoyed with yourself that you didn't do what you needed to do, then feeling guilty about not doing what you knew you should have done and feeling guilty about the fact that you're annoyed with yourself, that you hadn't done what, absolutely crazy stuff. But that is the state of play in the normal mind when we're using our mind normally. And when you are in that state of mind, there is no way in the wide earthly world you are ever going to experience peace of mind. Which brings me to the key point that I wanted to make today. As I said, we've talked over the last few weeks about states of mind and emotions. I have made the apparent throwaway remark before, and apparent is another key word in that sentence, it wasn't a throwaway remark, that we need to be in the right state of mind all of the time, or as much of the time as is humanly possible. What I mean by the right state of mind is being clear and present and free of thought. That is the only state of mind worth being in. Because when I am in that state of mind, I know what's going on. I know what I need to do. I know how to behave myself. Contrast what I've just said with what I said a few minutes earlier when I'm using my mind normally. 
confronted by something, I then start thinking about, oh, I couldn't deal with this, or how am I going to deal with that, or what will they think of me? Compare what I've just said with what we said a few minutes ago, where I don't know what's going on, as a result of which I don't know how to act. I will only react. Action is never even on the menu either. I'll only react. I'll always misbehave as a result. Compare that with being clear and focused in your mind. Come what may, regardless of what life is throwing at you. I'm clear and focused in my mind. I know what's going on. I know what I need to do. And I know how I need to do it. And because I have parked my thinking mind, and because I don't have a care in the world as a result, I just do what I need to do and move myself ever forward. Now, let me loop all the way back to the thought that I asked you to hold right at the beginning of this particular episode, when I told you about the lady who had said to me that I was talking rubbish, that you need to have cares because responsibility is everything. And as I said to you earlier on, yes, I'm talking about responsibility and I'm talking about you taking responsibility for the one and only thing for which you can take responsibility, your own state of mind. You are the one who can choose to be present and focused so that you effortlessly do what you need to do to get to where you want to go. You see, the minute you're present and focused, effort is gone. There's no more struggle. There's no more second guessing yourself. There's no more tripping yourself up. There is no more getting in your own way. All you need to do is turn up to the present moment to be wholly immersed to be fully paying attention to what is actually going on. To the point where there is none of your attention or energy available to feed the thoughts that would otherwise hold you back. It's awfully simple. As I said in another Thursday morning video, it's a couple of months ago at this stage, there's only one decision you need to get right in life. And that is the decision that you have to make right now, right now while you're listening to me. And that decision is a simple binary decision. It's a binary choice. Am I here or am I all over the place? Am I present or am I buried in my own thoughts? Am I focused or is my mind's automatic pilot paying attention to the 70,000 thoughts that hold me back? That is the only choice you need to make. It is the only decision you need to get right. Because once you turn up to the here and now, everything else is a walk in the park because you have got completely out of your own way. So when I talk about being in the right state of mind, there is only one state of mind worth being in. A completely present state of mind because when you are completely in the present moment, all is well. When you are tuned in to the reality of the moment, free of your thinking mind, you, the real you, is fully ready, willing and able to effortlessly do just what you need to do now to get you to where you want to go and ultimately to get you 
to where you want your life to go, the kind of life you would love to live. When you are completely tuned into the here and now, you do not have a care in the world. And on the basis that you have parked your 70,000 thoughts, it would be true to say that you are experiencing peace of mind. How do you do this? If you've been listening to me or watching me, you know the answer. You need to train your mind. Or should I say you need to retrain your mind? We could all pay attention. We could all be completely present and focused and immersed in what we are doing when we were two or three or four years old. If you have ever watched a two or three or four year old playing with a new toy, they're completely immersed in it. They're lost in it. They have lost themselves in the moment. Actually, what has happened is they have found themselves in the moment. Actually, unlike adults, they were never lost. And that's the point I'm making. This is our natural state of mind. You don't have to train yourself to do something new. You have to retrain yourself to do something that comes naturally, to be clear and present and focused in the here and now. The training is meditation, daily morning meditation. That will redevelop your ability to turn up to the here and now, to be present, focused, and carefree. That's the training. The playing of the game comes after the training, like any game that follows training. You've trained yourself to be fit, now you have to go out and play the game of life. And you'll take knocks during the course of the day, and therefore the training is not enough. It isn't enough to be awake and alert and carefree at 7.30 in the morning. You need to be awake and alert and carefree in the cut and thrust of everything that's going on during the course of your day. And that can be a challenge, but again, you're the only one who can take responsibility for your state of mind moment to moment. And when you find yourself challenged, all you need to do is stop, take a few deep breaths, mini meditate, recalibrate your mind, come back to the moment, and you're ready to go again until you need to pause, take a deep breath or two, mini meditate, recalibrate and come back to the moment. And you know what, after doing that for a few weeks, you won't need to do it anymore because your mind will pause, recalibrate and bring you back to the moment without you having to even choose to do it. Start changing your life. Start changing your life right this minute by turning up to your life. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-horton.com.